Welcome to Reception Insider. My name is Kathy Back and I am the Tasmanian Faculty Manager of the RACGP. And my name's Anne Davis and I've worked in practice management for a long time. The topic for today is Accreditation Standard 3, Criterion 3.3, which is all about emergency response plans. This standard states that our practice has an emergency response plan for unexpected events, such as natural disasters, pandemic disease, or unplanned absences of clinical team members. This is really important, particularly in times such as now, where we're in the midst of a pandemic and the demand for healthcare services is increasing, and many practices are experiencing workforce shortages due to illness or isolation requirements of staff as well as schools having just gone back in most of Australia and the potential for a surge in cases of students, which will inevitably mean that there are parents having to isolate in order to look after their children. So if your practice is prepared for such an emergency with a plan to provide continuity of care to your patients, you're more able to effectively continue to provide care to your community. And one little thing that I've found is just having an understanding of the skills of the rest of the team. You know, you might have a receptionist that's a volunteer in an organisation and does, you know, lots of coordination or project management. And those skills might be able to be used within the practice and those times of emergency. If we have a think about what those emergencies could be, you've lifted, listed some, but certainly common ones are IT issues and loss of access to patient records or communication. Or that could be supply issues, such as a loss of critical equipment or supplies, loss of power or contamination of water. These are all issues that we may have to address. And they might result from a fire, a flood, a malicious IT event. Goodness, I know that there's been lots of practices that have had those, Kathy, help me with the name of it, Trojan. Trojan horse viruses. Yeah, gosh, and I have to figure out how to use bitcoins. That's a bit of a challenge. And the issue there too is that when you think about that, and I have actually lived through mm, a malicious IT me attack too. in a practice group, <laughs> the terrifying thing is that you don't have any idea of, you don't have the patient's records. So the doctors have no continuity of understanding of what the patients are coming back in for. You have to, you know, think about how can you get records downloaded from pathology? How can you get recent x-ray reports in? So the reception team has to really go into overdrive to support the practice in that time. So having a bit of an idea of where you go to get that information and where you'll find that sort of support is really, really important. So if we're looking at it from accreditation perspective, so To meet that criterion 3.3, the practice must have an emergency response plan. It must be maintained and the plans should be for natural disasters, pandemic diseases or unplanned absences of clinical team members. And Kalethi, let's have a look at the could-dos. We've said what they must, but the coulds, let's have a look at these. First one. It's important that the practice team actually understands the emergency response plan. Like, where is it kept? Is it updated? Who's responsible for updating it? Is there a hard copy or is it in the cloud so you can access it at any time? And currently, do you have a COVID management plan? Has this been regularly updated? I mean, the situation, as you've said, with COVID, it's changing so rapidly. And do you know 
what you should do if there is an outbreak of COVID in your practice. I know that when I was working in a particular practice, and this relates to IT disasters, we had a fabulous crash kit and we had hard copies of everything that we might need. And we used to have these really ugly yellow folders because no one wanted to use those yellow folders for anything else. But we knew that when the the IT, if something went down, the team just went and got the yellow folders and distributed to the doctors. They had everything or except access to the past medical history, of course. But, you know, they had information. They had the templates for writing a script, writing notes and things like that. So that's just an example of a a smaller response to that greater emergency situation. Absolutely. That's a really clever idea, I think. Another thing that you could do is to create a position description for a team member who is responsible for maintaining the emergency response plan. Again, this is more relevant if you're in a larger practice. In a smaller practice, it will probably be the practice manager who does this. But, you know, if you're in a big practice, it might be something that the practice manager would be very keen to encourage someone else to get involved with as well. So that's a good idea. You could also create and test mock emergency scenarios. Oh, that would be fun. (laughs) It would be great fun. And I know a few practices in here in Tasmania where I work who have actually done this. So you could do an emergency scenario for a COVID outbreak. What if one of your doctors became COVID positive and they'd spent all day yesterday seeing patients and talking to you and having cups of tea in the tea room? And then how you'd work out what would you do. If, if anything actually happened, you have a really good idea of how to deal with it. And I think, Cathy, that doing a scenario, which is a bit of an out-of-the-box thing for most practices, but I think actually doing rather than talking or just reading through, it creates a sense of urgency when you actually have to do it. And I think you learn a lot more. Absolutely. You get a bit of muscle memory happening too. You sort of know where to go. I think that's a great idea. And I think, you know, you could do it also for what would we do if there was an IT breach? Or what would we do just if our internet went down for a big time? For example, if there was a big storm or, you know, I know some of the practices here in Tassie a few weeks ago had a flood. One of the doctors opened his practice, his door of his consulting room, and there was a river of water flowing down the hallway. So how do you deal with that? What do you do, you know? And so I think having a bit of an idea of how you would manage a situation just really helps enormously should you ever be faced with those problems. I think it's also a great idea that you could discuss and review emergency processes at a team meeting, particularly the practice's evacuation process. So if there was a chemical leak or some sort of problem in the practice, how would you evacuate the practice safely and quickly? So I think that's very important. I think having some succession planning for key practice staff is also very valuable. So does that mean if the practice manager was on holidays, that who was, is that, was that what you're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Or it could mean what if something dreadful happened to someone in your practice and you suddenly lost a team member? You know, having an idea of who could step up in the meantime and, you know, how the individual people in the practice could support that role that was absent for whatever reason. So that's a good idea too. Another thing that the doctors could do in this situation is, you know, for example, in a pandemic, they might want to split into two teams. And so you have a team that works mornings and a team that works afternoons so that should the morning team get sick, the afternoon team is still safe. And things like that in a pandemic are helpful. You could also encourage the practice team members to share their skills and knowledge. I think 
I've worked in a practice where one of the receptionists was actually a registered nurse who did shifts at the hospital as well. And so in times when you did have a critical staff shortage, you could potentially pop that person in to help in the practice as well, obviously providing they're accredited and ARPA approved and everything. But, you know, it's good to get just to share that knowledge. You sometimes are very surprised what people do and what people set involves. So that brings us to the end of Accreditation Standard 3, Criterion 3.3 Emergency Response Plan. And again, thank you for doing what you do. 